Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, this is Veda Zhang, and you are listening to SGP Podcast. Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast. Stan C. and Raf Camus Romarad will be joining us in just a bit. For now, though, we're going to be welcoming a special guest with us because it's going to be a very special episode in terms of the content. Because it's not every week that we take things to a very contextual level. Context! philosophical level True. or dare I say an intertextual level it's it's very rare I think we haven't really done this since no, since Tito Mikey yeah since Mikey Lurin joined us sometime in 2015 or 2016 and so much has changed so much has happened since then but first we got to introduce our guest for this week who will help us break down a lot of the stuff that we saw on WWE television this week and the intertextuality argument in the local wrestling scene Please welcome one of the OGs of SmartHenry.ph, Maro Rimorin. Hi. Uh, hi, yeah. Basically, I'm Maro. I usually... I, there are some points that I write Word of the Rings, but that happens like once a year. All right. Word of the Rings, for those who don't really follow Smart Henry all that often, uh, Word of the Rings is one of the more... You know, it's, it's, it's the more, most philosophical space, I guess, yeah, on the, the thing, site. It's the overthink piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of like what David Shoemaker used to write on Grantland. Yeah. Yes. And then, other than that, I would write the occasional bit on the dead wrestler. So, yes. The obit. Yeah, the obit. So, <laughs> Mostly because you're the one who's awake whenever these deaths are announced. Yes, yeah. And so, more often than not, you know your shit about these dead wrestlers. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, okay, so outside of wrestling, uh, you work in advertising. Yep. How many years have you, have you been in, in ad? All right. Uh, that's about 10. I mean, literally. <laughs> so, and that's how many lifetimes? Um, in dog years, that's probably around <laughs> seventy years. But but you know, it's fun. It pays the bills. And yeah, it's enjoyable. It allows you to do what you do, and you know, watch yeah, wrestling, watch and, wrestling, yeah. <laughs> and have the money to pay for your network subscription and whatnot. Yeah, for, yeah. For those listening, can you contextualize what what side of the ad you work? Um, I'm in the planning and uh, the strategy and planning side, so that's a glorified. Accounts person, <laughs> but without having to deal without with having clients. to deal with clients, without having to deal with cost estimates, basically lending direction. Mm. Have you ever had to incorporate wrestling into anything that you've produced? Oh yeah, a lot. I mean, Mark DeHoya is often in this podcast. I mean, we work in the same field, and we use a lot of wrestling analogies for some reason. So and it works. It works. It works. Wrestling is well. We'll talk about it later when we do the intertextual chocolate. That's the name of the episode already. Yeah, yeah, Intertextual Chocolate. Uh, I I think there's no other name we can go by for for this week. Uh, Before that, though, let's talk about WWE and news that came out literally hours ago. We're recording this on Wednesday night. So we woke up to the news that Big Cass had been released from WWE. And there are a lot of reports that are coming in. Uh, There are no 
wala pa yung talagang sobrang confirmed reports but the most visible ones on Twitter and on the internet are that one uh, there had been heat on him for having gone off script in the past particularly that incident with a little person that mm-hmm. he brought in as a Daniel Bryan impersonator uh, two there was a report that came in about him breaking down the door of the bathroom of the WWE bus because he thought he was being ribbed and he'd gotten stuck inside so when you're a six foot nine six foot ten dude in an enclosed space. Nakaklostro siya. The other right? one was like he was intoxicated a lot of a in lot public. of the time in Europe. Yeah. On the European tour recently concluded. Yes. And in public. And in public. Right. So all of these things on their own, they are problematic nga naman, di ba? Like if you are a boss, if you're running a corporate ship, you don't want your employees to be doing these things because they will always tie back to you because mm-hmm. you represent yes. the company. And at the same time, it was reported that Vince was the one mismo who did the firing. Yes. Yeah, he did a closed-door meeting. Where, right before SmackDown. Yeah, right before SmackDown to basically fire Fat Test. I mean, big gas. So, <laughs> big gas. Mm. Long edge, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so what are our thoughts on this? Uh, I, I I guess I'll start and say that I didn't see it coming, and it was kind of weird since he was coming off, I would say, the best run of his career having mm-hmm. been feuding with Daniel Bryan. And I also think that, in a way, sayang eh, because like, I would like to make the most out of Bryan's WWE run as much as we can, and he basically just wasted the last two months since Walarinqueta, Big Cass wasn't elevated. He's now gone from the company, so all of Bryan's work went for naught. Even though he did get over on those two pay-per-view matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, I would think that you know, Cass was do Cass was doomed from the from the very start. I think without Enzo, without en- without Enzo, because let's let's face it, Cass is not a very good talker. Yeah. He has a great boot. He has a big leg. Nice big boot. N- nice big boot. Not not a test big boot. Mm. But and he's a commanding presence in the ring. But it seems that he was so lost without Enzo, without 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 a mouthpiece, without a mouthpiece, without a tag team. On his own, fish out of water, basically a generic badass. That's his. I, I, I mean, the word, the name itself, big cast doesn't. Lend too well, yeah. Especially when you're like the third guy with the name Big, big in your e. ring wow. name. Yeah, there's like big, big Show, Big E, yeah, and then Big, big e Cass. And then big Cass. I think they tried to copyright Colin Cassidy, once, oh. right? But yun nga esayang, kasi there are not a lot of big people right now in in wrestling without Mark Henry, without Big Show full time. Yeah, Mayor Kane, and sayang eh. And even Brian, even Daniel Bryan could have viewed it with, a, I don't know, an AJ Styles or a Shinsuke Nakamura. And you wasted it all on Cass. So yeah. I agree with you on that. But does he deserve it? Yeah. <laughs> he probably does. I mean, yeah. he's a Trump supporter after all. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> that's another one. There's that too. Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, like, ideally, that shouldn't have anything to do with your job security because, well, that's true. for starters, that's true. That's true. Vince himself is a Trump supporter. Uh, okay. Yeah, right? because so, his wife's there. Yeah. Yeah, his, his wife is part of the, the cabinet or, like, some official yeah, uh, association with a consultant. Enough. Consultant for. For Trump. small business, small businesses, and something like that. Yeah, on that commission. Right. So there's that, and uh, it's very weird. But on the flip side, I'd like to think this opens up a lot of room on SmackDown for other people to step up. Because oh. for starters, uh, you have Rusev, who just won that gauntlet match. He's now number one contender to AJ Styles yeah. at Extreme Rules. And I'm not saying that with Big Cass out of the way, 
the room was cleared for Rusev to rise up. But yeah, because it's only two hours of SmackDown. Oh, yep. right. All right. But that's an upper mid card spot that opens up. You never know who who can see that opportunity, it. right? Yeah. yeah, like who who could who could be the replacement of Cass right now? Uh, off the top of your head. Off the top of my head from SmackDown. I don't know. I, I've always been a believer in Ty Dillinger. I would like him to have you know. Have but upper mid card, kagad. Uh, in that yeah, spot, pro- probably not. Probably not. Because you can you can slot Ty into a slot into a spot. And elevate somebody else. I think the beauty of SmackDown is that it's it has its own version of SmackDown Six. Eh? Oh. You've got your AJ, AJ Styles, Styles Nakamura, Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, Rusev, Miz, uh, and Samoa Joe. Yeah. So that's your SmackDown Six. That's your core, right? Uh, you could probably elevate one of the guys from the New Day, but they're kind of also good where they are. I would say that it, this is the perfect time to bring back Cesaro and Sheamus and probably the split them up. Mm, as yeah, that would be a great feud. I mean... It's a Mark thing, but people like Cesaro. Yeah, I yes. Mean, when you saw him as, is it okay to mention Castagnoli? Yeah, yeah. When you saw him as Claudio Castagnoli, he'd had like probably the most fundamental game in wrestling. Most well-rounded, most well-rounded, top to bottom, top to bottom, high flyer, technical wrestler, powerhouse, powerhouse, charismatic, could talk, could talk, could talk. Had a faction in British Health. Cruises, but had a great tag team had run. A great with tag team <laughs> run. Fucking Cassius Ono with Ono of all people in Kings of, of Kings of Wrestling, and we never really got to see that ever. In, ever. I mean, outside yeah. of outside of the NXT NXT run with Sami Zayn, no. which was close but not quite. You never saw how great Cesaro could be. Even Sheamus. I mean, he's been given. He's been given the. The baton, so to speak, all the time to like rise up, but we never really saw him as great as he could be, as an as a as a better Finley, so to speak. But hindi pa sila nag fully realized. Yeah, it's not despite a, him being a four time WWE champion. champion. Yeah, exactly. What? It's not four, and <laughs> he hindi pa siya hidog. It's not realized. So what do you do? <laughs> So as, aside from Cesaro and Sheamus, I I just literally remembered Andrade Cien Almas, who we haven't seen on TV in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But theoretically, should have the heat of the NXT superstar who got called up. So you've got that. Uh, yeah, he was La Sombra. Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, we have Sanity, who finally debuted this week. Uh, uh-huh. I'd like to think that you know having one less name in big cast show up on TV eventually mm-hmm. helped clear the room for Sanity to debut, or it could totally be unrelated, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it, it or opens even up the some, women, even the women, the women yeah. yeah, more women storylines, yeah, longer women, story longer lines, women storylines, and more meaningful ones. Yeah, uh, I think that's something that well, mas kasalanan to ng Raw than SmackDown when you look at the women's stories, and we'll we'll get to this in a bit. But I would like to see uh, Becky have a more compelling story come her way. Yeah, she was the first women's SmackDown women's champion, and right now she's. Uh, you know, she'll get a match here and there with the Iconics mm-hmm. or with uh, whatever heel they send her way. But other than that, she gets nothing, right? Uh, I um I can't really think of anything else that could probably take the place of Big Cass on the card, especially since one, it's not like he was a big name on SmackDown for a long time. It, yeah, it was only two months, mm-hmm. right? Second, I think uh, given that we're way past the WrestleMania aftermath season. In a way, parang there's another. It's another chance for a soft reboot. Yeah, it's a, it's a really a, an unfortunate thing for Cass. 
Yeah, no, it, we it. can't congratulate. Uh, we can't celebrate totally about you know someone losing their job. Yeah, kupal naman yun if we kupal do. naman yun. At the same time, it it, it, it you you said it yourself eh, that there is a void to be filled, and here we are rattling off names who could fill it, who could fill it, and then you realize, damn, Cass meant something. Kahit papano. <laughs> I guess yeah, you yeah. could say that. Oh, yes, you could right. So uh, in it a gave, way, it gave Daniel Bryan something to do. After, right after WrestleMania. Yeah. So in a way, I guess, uh, this is us eulogizing Cass's WWE run. And his, <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. His, That's his, an obit. <laughs> his short stint atop, or, uh, as part of the upper mid card. Uh, let, let's rewind a bit and talk about TakeOver Chicago and Money in the Bank. Because uh, we were talking about this right before we recorded. And I think we all agree that, as usual, TakeOver was the better show. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom. Yeah, top to top bottom. Top to bottom, it, it had... It had more compelling matches that didn't involve the championship. It made, I dare say, a star out of Velveteen Dream. Like, it elevated him even further. Okay. And Lars Sullivan? Lars Sullivan, well, he's now a meme. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was also his it coming also, out party. Yeah, like, his bo- coming out uh, party. You know, botches aside, I thought he really performed well. Sh- um, Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross putting Good on match. something more than what... Great. It was a lot better than I thought it could be. And Gargano Champa. Damn. God damn, give it six stars at the very least. Seven. Seven. It deserves six. If it mm. gets seven, I'm happy. Oh. Can you talk about the uh, the philosophical analysis of Gargano Champa? Because the way I watched the match, I couldn't help but think of the Dark Knight. Remember, okay. remember, remember the Joker's okay. quote that uh, madness is like gravity, all it takes is a little push. And, and in this case, it was Champa. It was Champa. Unti unti niya tinutulak si Gargano, right? Now, like, we're destined to do this forever. It's kind of like Owens and Zayn. It's kind of like Batman and Joker. Okay. Now, um, okay. it, I don't know if you guys read that Twitter thread uh, where um, somebody, somebody on Twitter said that uh, the reason why Champa can't ever let it go is because he wants to bring Gargano down and suffer with him. And, like, to keep him there and uh, to drown in that pain forever. That's mm. that's Champa's modus operandi, basically, to keep Gargano mired in that pain and suffering that he himself has found, because Gargano is able to move on with a Candice LeRae with the rest of his life as so Johnny Wrestling. Whereas Champa has the cancer. Champa's the cancer, cancer parasite here. I I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so with that with that said, but I also couldn't help but think of the Dark Knight because inga, parang Batman and Joker are in this vicious cycle which never ends because they keep on finding a way to mess with each other, but neither really wants to let go. Batman refuses to put the Joker away, mm. and the Joker, for whatever sick twisted reason, also refuses to put Batman away. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, I'll, I mean, it's. I mean, we're gonna get into it later. Now the text the text here is great. But can we just look at this as a very fortunate feud? Now, from the context of a very fortunate feud, na everything played out a lot longer than we thought it would. Everything, the, the pieces lined up well. That it could have ended before, and this is just the aftermath of everything. No, I think it's polarizing because there are there is a camp that says that I wish it had ended at New Orleans. At New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And that this feud is now dragging on way too long. But it's not no, no, no. See, that, that's your opinion. Yeah. Like, for me, for me. That's uh, right. the, the other side would argue that it should be at New Orleans. Uh, you, Maru, what, do you, what do you think about what we saw with Gargano and Champa and you know, how, how this all shakes up? I tend to agree that it looks like it's been played out. 
But at the same time, you also have to respect that there is a lot of personal history here. Eh? Gargano and Champa came from the Indies with a lot of history together, and then they formed DIY. They were never they were put together. In they DIY. were put together in DIY, and then you bring in a, a character like Candice LeRae into the picture, whom whom a lot of smarter wrestling fans know. But how are you going to introduce her into that storyline? You just have to use Gargano and Champa as a vehicle for that. Unfortunately, but it's giving us a great, a great showcase, a great, a great wrestling, brawling, dramatic showcase at the same time. So it's actually a good thing from that perspective. Kaya lang if you're the casual viewer and you've seen this match so many times, I'm sure. Well, it's not, it, also, it's like how many? This is they've only had really five matches against each other, uh-huh. thereabouts. Nah, that that have been aired. So it's not oversaturated. It's just that it's been put in the main event a couple too many times. Mm. Yeah, yun. It's been the main narrative of NXT for what now? I so close to half a year. Half a year. Yeah. Close months? to half a year. And then you have Alistair Black and in and the undercurrent. In the undercurrent. Cien was in the undercurrent. Which is a shame because <laughs> that he's carrying the gold. Eh? Yeah, so I made this comparison over the weekend, and I think Alistair Black is the current NXT's version of CM Punk. All right. Remember the, when Punk was on that 434-day reign as WWE yeah. Champion, and for mo- most of that reign, he didn't main event the shows. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in the top storyline, and yet he held the belt with the most prestige. The 50-year history of the WWE was in that championship, diba? Right? And CM Punk was neither the central focus nor the main, uh, main character. So in a way, I think Alistair Black is is going through that right now. So the CM Punk reference isn't just, or the, the comparison isn't just, oh, no, both of them tattoo. have the tattoos and uh, the, these move sets, right? Mm-hmm. It goes deeper than that. Uh, what, what do you guys think about where Alistair Black is right now as NXT champion and the fact that he's not main eventing the big shows? I think it's detrimental to him. Because eh? Alistair Black is not the biggest dog in the yard. He's small. Medium-sized. Medium-sized. And when you take a look at, I mean, we'll get to it later, the flashiness of everything. It works. I mean, the striking thing works when you're in a small venue. Kailang when you bring that to a big venue. Like uh, the Allstate Arena. Like even. the Allstate Arena or WrestleMania. Yeah. It probably won't resonate as much. as We saw, we saw Alistair Black debut in main event a couple of, like, a year ago. And he wasn't resonating as much. Eh? And... Well, it's main event, so yeah. so it's detrimental to him not to be showcased because you don't see what he can do. Eh? You don't elevate him. But you can argue that Asuka was never really in the main event of a takeover, and yet when she got called up, she was established as a big deal. Her undefeated streak carried over to the main roster. Yeah, so because she has that say, going for her. Yeah, she but so does Alistair Black. Streak. He also has that undefeated streak. Oh, no, he got pinned. No, but he's never been in a single situation. Brought up on commentary yeah. Yeah. at the show. So to an extent, he still has that single streak going on. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between Alistair Black and Asuka? Why was it possible for Asuka to have been established as a credible threat upon transitioning to the main roster, whereas Alistair Black is in the midst of this supposedly dominant championship run where he's still undefeated? Yeah, that's a good point to make, but you have to understand that there's not a lot of female talent. In. I mean, this is not being sexist. Though. Parang it's 
Just so we're clear. It's, it's just so we're clear, <laughs> there's not a lot of female talent who can wrestle as well as Asuka. Okay. So, Asuka being in there actually elevates it. Eh? Now, Alistair Black, you have so, so many male wrestlers in there. So many within this weight class. They have an entire 205 live for it. How is Alistair Black going to stand out? Can't you say that his gimmick sets him apart? That he's got the occult thing going on. He's got yeah, that badass yeah, song. The presentation of his character. It doesn't. It doesn't no. make him. It doesn't make him a must-see attraction. Eh? Oh. At sa kanya. Even though he wrestles this way, even though he looks this way, even though he's carrying the belt, he still can fall under the current. At yun yung mahirap. because WWE isn't treating him as the big deal that he could be. But they're saying, okay, you know, have this Muna. When Gargano and Champ are done, you get whoever's left out of that, and then you know you drop the title to them, deba? That makes sense. I guess, and, yeah. And deba, at this point, Alistair Black will end up becoming a foil to one of the two, where mm-hmm. whenever it happens, and that's that's the only way it really works in this version of NXT. He sure, can't yeah. be the top dog. Because mm. so many people are invested in that one storyline. And I don't blame you for being invested in it. Yeah, because it's a good storyline. It's, yeah. it's, com- it's one of the most compelling ones we've had in the past five years. Uh, even in the main roster, you won't see a match. It, you won't see a feud like Champa and Gargano. Especially one that's had so much history built into it. Yeah. Even if it is artificial history, mind you. Mm. There's... It's a WWE construct at this point. It's not like you're saying, oh, you know, they were really close friends on the indies. They tagged on the indies before they were DIY. No, not really. But there is history. There is camaraderie. There is camaraderie there. But you can't take that as WWE canon. So they had to make their own canon. They've played the long game with this. It is coming to some sort of an end at some point. And that end is probably Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. Now, he's the denoma in this big story arc of Gargano Champa, wherever it ends up. Yeah, I, I can live with that. I can live with, let's say, Gargano, you know, getting the upper hand, eventually challenging Alistair, then having Champa come back and like try to steal the championship, but or that's the what, other way around. That's what he tried to do when he got knocked out, right? Oh, oh, exactly. Yeah. But this time, somebody gets it. Gets some one of the two have to get to Alistair Black clean to make this, to end the arc. To end the arc. Because he holds the ultimate gold. Yeah, so... He becomes the end you goal realize what, after all of you this. You realize what happens, right? What happens is both of you were trying to argue that Alistair Black should be the top guy, but in essence, where he fits in all this is he is ultimately an accessory. Yeah, yeah. To Gargano and Champa. <laughs> yeah. He's the foil. <laughs> He no, he's not a foil. foil. He's just an accessory. Because if the goal is mm. to elevate Gargano and Champa to that next level, where Alistair mm. supposedly is, but mm. he's that stepping stone, right? Well, we can't all be main eventers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no that's, not everyone not is everyone Triple H. Is triple H. <laughs> so, I guess it just enriches the story. Okay, see see Let's, mm. uh, let's switch, switch gears and talk about Money in the Bank. Um, I thought that the show was way too long, and I will say this about every non-Big Four pay-per-view moving forward. I think that they, we should just go back to three-hour shows. How long was it? Four, four hours, hour. 14 four minutes. Four and change. Yeah, four hours, yeah. 14 minutes. And that's not including your kickoff. Uh, mm. That day, I used to actually make a big deal out of 
watching the kickoff in its entirety. Now I can't even be bothered to wake up early. It, it's just insane. Um, inga nakakapagod siya considering that outside of pay-per-view weeks, you're already watching at least seven, seven hours. hours of wrestling. Yes. If you watch Lucha Underground, that's an eighth hour. Which is back. Which is back. Yeah, which is back. You add in Ring of Honor, that's a ninth Nine hour. hour. And then you add in and these then pay-per-views. If you, have, if you have New Japan, that's another eight hours on top of everything. Yeah, right. just watch Wrestle Kingdom. Jesus. That's an entire day of wrestling. Yeah, and it's Everyone ridiculous. Um, and, and Ro mentioned this in his uh, review of Money in the Bank on Smart Henry. Now, in, in a way... They saw this as a result of NJPW. If fans are willing to sit through six hours of Wrestle Kingdom, then we will make them sit through at least four hours of everything. But that begs the question, why are people willing to sit through eight hours of New Japan Pro Wrestling? I think it's the, it's the big show argument. Eh, hmm. If it's Wrestle Kingdom or WrestleMania, right? Once, in a, once a year, lang to, eh. Sige, seven hours pagchachagaan ko siya. Um, but I'm not willing to make the same concession for a payback or mm, an Extreme or Rules or a TLC or a Hell in a Cell. So I think someone has to tell the old man or the company that we have to draw the line somewhere. Hmm. Tries it. It's it's exhausting to. It's not only exhausting to watch, but we're not like getting amazingly new matches in the process, right? We're not we're not seeing people elevated in the process anyway, except. Or except not enough people. Not enough people are being elevated in the process. Or not the guys that we want to be mm-hmm. elevated. Diba? So sayang. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's it's a waste of time, mostly. Uh, it's I, the payoff. Yeah, it's the payoff, and there's no pyro besides. So it's nothing special. Right. right. <laughs> so I also think it's not maximizing the opportunity you have with two rosters that are supposedly mm. separate and distinct from one another. I would rather have yung ano pa rin, yung the brand split. The brand split when it comes to pay per views, right? Uh, how it was prior to WrestleMania is how it should have gone. Like I was willing to put up with two pay per views a month. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but ako okay lang sa akin yun because every other week it's yeah. There, yeah. There's basically a pay per view every other week, and I could live with that because it's not tiring. Or yeah, it's not and, as tiring. Two, and there are two separate rosters to choose from. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, so, if you want to give up on this Raw pay-per-view, go watch this SmackDown pay-per-view uh, in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. right? Okay, uh, so let's talk about Money in the Bank, and we, we have to start with Nia and Ronda, and eventually Alexa, because I think that that mm-hmm. was the best match of the yeah. show. Mm. Why? Do you feel differently, Camus? Men's match. I, I love the men's match. Yeah, I, I mean, thought it's, it was it's, okay. It's, it's, you've seen one Money in the Bank, you might have seen them all, but this one was fun. I, the Naya the Naya Ronda match did it for me because now you really see what Ronda Rousey can do unhinged in a solo in a solo environment. Let her do the judo stuff. Let her throw people around like Naya yeah, Jax. Yeah, that throw with, that those uh, two throws, those two judo throws were excellent, well executed, very safe actually from a from a wrestling standpoint, and it makes her look like a legitimate badass which we haven't seen you know she because she's been badass in context but now you let her loose on the roster this is fun this is fun for me I like the match the most because I knew that Naya was probably gonna win but Ronda doing her thing kind of gave me that uh, that seed of doubt 
Mm. And my dad was watching this because my dad is a casual at this point. But he's like, oh, Ronda's got the championship match. I'm watching that. So we kind of enjoyed that together. And the Alexa uh, cash-in kind of ruined it for me. But in retrospect, I guess I enjoyed it as well. And, and it made sense. Yeah. But we were all expecting that uh, a casual would expect that Ooh, Ronda Rousey will win. But in in the world of wrestling, it doesn't work that way. Someone had the had there's the a briefcase. swerve. There's a swerve. There's always a swerve uh, waiting. And and it makes sense that Alexa Bliss won, because well, it's not like Ronda is seasoned enough. We you all seen the t- tale of the tape, right? No matches. Yeah. <laughs> no singles matches. No singles matches. There's so, just that one that one mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. That one WrestleMania match and. So it doesn't make sense for her to win the title then. But you could argue, hey, Paige won her women uh, Divas Championship on her debut on Yeah, Raw. but remember, at, at that point, it was a bit of a train wreck. The, the, the Divas Revolution was not as fleshed out as we expected it to be. And you, why not compare to the men when Carlito debuted and won the US Championship? Because or when Christian sense. debuted and won the Light Heavyweight Championship? Because, because it made sense. How? <laughs> no, it made sense then because... It's the same argument I'm making. It, parang, it, may, it makes perfect sense for a Carlito who is like well, well characterized. Now you know he's going to be a dick. You know he's going to be an ass. You know he's going to cheat his way. You know Christian is going to win it because in, in the light heavyweight contest because he's a freaking vampire. Yeah, <laughs> disciple of Grangrel. Now Ronda Rousey has does not yet have that firm characterization around her that would justify that she would have the belt right now. I think it was more of Alexa being Alexa rather, rather than necessarily Ronda's lack of anything. Mm. Uh, if, if you'd allow me to make this argument. Because hey, from the way she cashed in, she not only ran and declared her intention... She used the briefcase to bludgeon Naya and Ronda Rousey. Mm. And she still hesitated amidst oh. all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hesitated because she had to check, oh, Babangan was Ronda? Or, mm. oh, is Naya really down? So this was the first time we'd actually seen a Money in the Bank uh, contract holder use the briefcase to bludgeon both people <laughs> just to ensure that it would be a smooth cash-in. You could say, na, oh, yeah, because she learned from the mistakes of Damien Sandow or learned from the mistakes of, uh, of Baron Corbin. Or learned from the successes of... Seth Rollins. Or Edge. Or Edge. Right, right. So she's got all this history uh, in the past working in her favor. Tapos, she gets to do this. And that's why the cash-in for me was logical. Because mm. she really made sure that it was a foolproof plan until she could finally raise that championship. And I think that that was the best part of the show for me. Na uh, it actually made at, sense. Because uh, you're looking at it from the wrestling narrative point of view. Yes. I'm looking at it from the producer point of view. Right. So... Okay. So I guess that's the point is that R- Rousey didn't wasn't perhaps the most sensible choice right now. Better it like wait till WrestleMania next year. I should think, be seasoned. Yeah, should be seasoned enough. Should have around I don't know twenty matches. No, she's working the house show route too. Yeah, there's that. Mm. So you know we'll see. We'll see. All right, so let's talk about the men's match because. Uh, yeah, Kama said it was his favorite, and then Braun Strowman obviously won. Now, when I saw the match, and I I, uh, I actually had fun, and 
I was trying not to be angry about Strowman winning because a few weeks ago we did an episode about who needs to win the money in the bank the most yep. and Strowman was dead last on our list. Mm-hmm. And even when we did predictions last week, we also said that Strowman's probably the least likely to win because he doesn't need it. He's a, he's a monster, right? Uh, six foot eight, 380 pounds. He doesn't need a briefcase. Uh, but the way and that the match unfolded, with Lesnar before, yes, and lost and lost and lost. So if he could get into a situation like that in the past, then why does he need this fast pass to that main event slot? But the way that the match unfolded made me enjoy uh, the story that they told. That by the end, I was like, you know what, I'm cool with this. So like in the moment, okay, ako. And then now I'm like, parang sayang. I wish it had just gone to Kevin Owens, or Balor, or Balor, or someone from the New Day, Kofi. Mm, yeah, but ended up being Kofi. Yeah, like uh, a new day Universal Championship. Like all three of them hold it. I guess all three yeah. of them have a chance. Or it could be what eventually sows in seeds of descent. Mm-hmm. Because it, when you think about it, the new day has been together consistently for the last four years at this point. Yeah, I'm not I, tired. I'm not tired. It's that's not I'm waiting. not tired. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's way longer than the Shield ever were together. Mm-hmm. Uh, give them a few more years. Uh, or, or, you know, parang the way that they're going right now, it's kind of like the WWE's version of the Bullet Club in terms of longevity. But the Bullet Club always rotated guys in and out. That's the thing. Eh? Na parang okay. The Bullet... And sorry, just to, I'm, I have to kill the argument there. Because then the Bullet Club was helmed by... Different by guys. Thin, by different guys and took on different faces along the way. It wasn't just one solid gago group. This that, wasn't like Los Boricuas or... The nation of dominant nation. nation or that biker group. Um, <laughs> DOA. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, right, no, no, right. um, no. What's it called? Aces and Eights. Yeah, even. Uh, even Aces and DNA. DNA. Now, there's just so much going on with the New Day. They still evolve. They keep it fresh. They, they sell merch. They sell merch. And the thing is, you can't kill that. You can't kill that in any f- shape or form. Sure, the, the, then don't point. don't give it to Kofi. Give it to Kevin Owens. Like it, it would have fit his character the most. It would. It would have. It would have. But I was actually rooting for Balor. It's a redemption arc, eh? but no, it, it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I, I think the only way that they can save this, or the only way that they can make this work in a way, and I'm ultimately happy, is if Strowman finally gets the Universal Championship yeah. off of Lesnar. Yeah, yun lang. There, mm. There's no other way. Uh, if he um, if he demands a championship match the very next time Brock shows up on Raw and wins, yeah, you I'm good. fine. <laughs> you good? And that's the end of it. Worth it, Leon. Worth it, Leon, for me. Because uh, I'm at a point where I'm done with Brock Lesnar. I don't want him back. Uh, I'd probably the, the only time I'd want to see him wrestle is when I'm playing WWE 2K, and that's it. Mm, it's because he has the highest rating. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, that, that's it. Now, it, under no circumstances do I really want to watch him in the ring again. Like, I'm, I've checked out of the Brock Lesnar narrative. Rap. Yeah, the yeah. whole suplexity thing is... It's done. It's done. Yeah. Because at this point, the, the world is bronze oyster. And I like this because no matter what happens, he's pissed off, he's got a bone to pick, and he has every right to pick it now. I just think that the only way you know, uh, the only way this really works out positively is if Strowman cashes in on Lesnar. It can't be against anyone else. Yeah, he cashes yeah. in against Roman Reigns or no. virtually no, anyone no. else. He looks weak. Oh, so if if this doesn't lead to Strowman eventually defeating Lesnar, niko na alam. Yeah, because this sounds good. The monster versus the beast. Yes, because the last mm. time that they tried to do it, it was a throwaway. Yeah. yeah. So now 
you have money in the bank in play. Everyone else loses, but Braun stands to be legitimized. Yes, I if, can live with as that. long as he beats Brock. As long as it's Brock, yeah, no. he he can beats Brock clean, yeah, clean, he, he beats Brock clean, clean. The Universal Champion can't be Finn Balor. Tapos Braun Cash is in. Tangina sobrang kalaguan yun, right? Or even Joe. Or even or anyone. Joe, yeah. Basically, oh, anyone, anyone not named Brock Lesnar. Hmm. Right? Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about from Raw or SmackDown this week? Rusev Day! Rusev Day. Yeah, okay. That's, so, that's so about it. Rusev Day happened. We're uh, getting Rusev versus AJ. I'm pretty happy. I'm I, happy for Rusev. I like this. I like I like where this is going because admi- admittedly, I was a bit disappointed with the Nakamura storyline. The whole nutshot thing. Yeah, let that happen. Let that uh, let that happen. I mean, it's done. We've seen how, how they can go, and it's not resonating. <laughs> so yeah, let, let's bring up Nakamura for a bit here, because yeah. uh, he obviously lost at Money in the Bank, and we were all expecting him to finally win the championship, but he didn't. Is this WWE telling us that they're really not sold on Shinsuke Nakamura? No, they're not sold. They're not sold now, but they can be. Down the line, yan lang. It's not irredeemable. It's just timing didn't work out. Lanarin time magawa. They stretched it out too long. But end of the day, we're still gonna get Nakamura the star down the line. No, I, I think it's a bit of a waste because they put in so much effort into really putting over Nakamura's story, into really uh, making sure na uh, Nakamura is established as this huge heel threat and then for him to lose in the stipulation he himself chose I thought was a waste of that build yeah but you also have to look like wrestlers like Itami in a Kenta was like hyped up so much I don't want to like, make it seem like WWE is racist or anything because uh-huh. they're not okay crossing crossing my fingers but they probably don't know how to build the story yet around People who have who are supposed to have really long storylines, because that's that's the waste. That's here. that's the waste here. All right, so the door just opened and closed because Ro was uh, trying to come in as quietly as possible. But <laughs> obviously, right. the monitors yeah. from the station uh, kind of seep in. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we, we're talking about Nakamura and we're talking about how. Um, or I'm asking the question: Nasayang lang basishinsky Nakamura. By the way, uh, since we have Mara. He's our official yeah. eulogist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we got through that. that. Yeah, I'm, your, I'm the undertaker. Nice. So we actually did a eulogy for Cass. What? For, for Cass's Cass WWE yeah. career. No, uh, guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but Vader just passed. Oh fuck! Okay, so do I? Start so now, now, now he starts writing. All right, shit. Like, okay. While we were in. All right, so uh, yeah, Christ. just wait for that obituary on Smart Cam. That obituary is coming. Yeah, that's coming when this is done. So <laughs> after this. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. that, that kind of makes me sad. Because That's really sad. Yeah, Big Van Vader was like one of the most, the best big men ever. Full stop. Full stop. Okay. Especially so, when he had that mask on. That, the red mask. No, the mastodon. Oh, yes. Thing. Big Van Vader, not, not Vader. Not Vader. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll get to that next, next week, week, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ! Jesus. Way to way to kill now. the room. Oh my! Thanks, oh, what, what, uh, what, what a buzzkill! No, it's news. News is news. News is news. That's true. Okay, so yeah. Uh, let's get back to the question I posed earlier. Uh, was Shinsuke Nakamura's heel turn and build wasted since he didn't ultimately win at Money in the Bank? Because I think it was, and uh, I I I think there is still that deep sense of mistrust towards Nakamura. In the sense that 
you know, you, you gave him all these opportunities. You gave him WrestleMania. You gave him Greatest Royal Rumble. You gave him uh, that that SmackDown match and that other pay per view. Fuck Payback, I think. Backlash. 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 Thank you. And then you know, uh, Money in the Bank happened, right? So uh, I, I'm I'm not sure if you were able to get your full answer in, Maro. But Igauro, if you want to uh, chime in here. Uh, no, I think uh, I don't know. Is this another case of they want another mid card championship run that's really dominant for Shinsuke? Like you know how she how he did the IWGP Intercontinental Championship in New Japan. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe that would be fine then. Maybe he could also make the the United States Championship main event level worthy as well. But I don't know if they wasted. Yes, they definitely did. But on the whole. Uh, it's still a pretty good star making performance for oh at least at, the, at least for the last man standing matches case. That that was a good match. It was good. It was good. It was good. But uh, Inya, like I said in my uh, Money in the Bank review today on Smart Henry, uh, it was all a lot of good stuff, but it didn't go anywhere far. If it went it anywhere at all, water. yeah, it, it, it no, it, it was running on. It was spinning on a treadmill. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was good. That it was something I could recommend to you, but if you're following the whole, the bigger picture, then it's not much to write about. All right, you go, Maro. Any other thoughts yeah, uh, you'd like to chip in? Yeah, whenever, whenever I like remember Nakamura, I'm always reminded of Kenta, mm. because Itami right now is like the biggest waste they have. Asin talagang nasayang na talagang sobra siyang nasayang eh. I mean. Here we are, the smarter wrestling fans, looking, looking at Kenta before as the biggest badass, badass out of Japan. GTS inventing, literal ass-kicking yeah. motherfucker ever. But now, where is he? In 205 Live? So parang... Winning! 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 I think it's a matter then of, of them signing him late in his career. Like, yeah. it's not, uh, I don't know if he was in his prime when he first got onto NXT but I do think he was on the downslide at that point I'd probably uh, I'd probably also agree with Broder that Shinsuke is not exactly in his prime right now yeah true yeah he's a bit on the 40s side mm-hmm. he's like 38 he's almost, almost pushing yeah. 40 he's pushing 40 now and you know it's just a big payday <laughs> okay looking at it alright uh Quick notes on Raw Dolph Ziggler your new IC champion um I I thought it was weird uh, that Seth Rollins was uh, pulling off these heel tactics coming off of Money in the Bank. And um, looking at everything from Money in the Bank crossing over to Raw, I thought everything made sense. Uh, he was very uh, he, he was very blinded by his hubris, like open challenge, when he could barely put Elias away. And then in come Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, who employ the same tactics. Yeah. Well, one, they're <laughs> ass kickers. And two, they use the same tactics that Seth just employed the previous night. So I thought it was karma going Seth's way. I'm just not sure if he's really turning heel. But I like Dolph as Intercontinental Champion. I like uh, um, them being steered away from the tag team scene, Muna, because Bray and Matt Hardy are dealing with the B team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey and Sasha is very weird to me. I don't understand why Bailey is a babyface, even I when I don't think she should be. She yeah, should be, yeah. Right. Uh, when see uh, si Bailey na mismo nangihila kay Sasha Banks, so. Uh, that's that's all very weird. I break it down on the Raw review this week, so just check that out. Uh, we're going to take a quick break from here, but after this, we'll be uh, breaking down the intertextuality video, and we'll try to we'll try to make it more accessible for anyone and everyone who dares to say big word, nosebleed. So we'll do that in just a bit. Intertextual chocolate. 
Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! All right, so let's talk about intertextuality, which is a big word that kind of made its way around the local wrestling community. And to give context to all of this, let's first acknowledge the video. So there's a video that came out in late May, shortly after Revolution X, produced by Joseph Montesilio, about intertextuality in Philippine wrestling. And he uses... The match between JDL and Zayden Trudeau from Revolution X, which was uploaded on YouTube for free in the wake of Revolution X, as the prime example for his argument. In the video, he argues that because of intertextuality, there is no originality in Philippine wrestling. I think we have to define first what intertextuality is. First, uh, before uh, we actually talk to Mara about it, uh, we actually have to fi- uh, repeat what he defines or, you know, what he defines intertextuality as. Yeah, because uh, there, there seems to be a disconnect with His what he yeah, defines yeah. as intertextuality vis-a-vis what intertextuality actually, actually is. That's why so we got the, Mara here to begin with. Yeah, so the way he defined it uh, is that um, there's a lot of referencing and copying that goes on in Philippine wrestling, particularly with spots that you see in New Japan, or particularly with certain cues and spots in a match in terms of its structure that you would see in other promotions or yeah, other uh, bigger shows. Uh, to put it broadly, uh, what he says intertextuality is, is when one work one work takes different elements from other works and, you know, uses it as part of their whatever story they're telling or whatever device they're using. Yeah, so the conclusion yeah, is there's nothing original in Philippine wrestling. Yeah, and uh, other than that, what uh, he also says is that it feels like the JDL's Aiden Trudeau match was just a bunch of things taken from other wrestling promotions or basically four matches. Chop uh, suey. Yeah, chop suey, if you will, of things he says were parts of good matches, quote unquote. Yeah. Or, you know, parts of a match that make a match good, right. quote unquote. So, in the process of, uh, of debating uh, Joseph Montesilio and um, communicating with him and people who've come into contact with him online, we found out that Joseph Montesilio hasn't been to a PWR show. <laughs> so, he hasn't seen any of our 30-something shows over the last four or so years. Sure. And he decided to come up with these arguments based on the one match he saw online, online which, which was JDL which versus Aiden Trudeau. Which was free. So, dun palang, uh, th- there, there was something uh, worth th- worth breaking down here. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, Mario will also get into this, but okay. uh, I think that it's pretty, there's something to be said about breaking down one match and then painting the whole scene by numbers just because of what you see in this one match. See, it's kind of like, um, I, I guess to contextualize it lang before we uh, really dig deep into this, it's kind of like how your dad will tell you, na, oh, you know, yung music ngayon, medyo walang kwenta. It's not really telling a story. Just <laughs> it's because, not as good as... Just because he heard Mao by Shanti Dope. <laughs> no, don't give Shanti Dope any more airtime. <laughs> That's it. Why? Why not? What do you have against Shanti Dope? Because I know it's my item na tonggan. Anyway... So it's kind of like your dad telling you na, oh, walang kwentang music ngayon. They're not really telling any stories just because he heard Mao by Shanti Dope when you can easily argue back, but what about I Am The Walrus by The Beatles? That's some drug-infused shit, right? So you can't just call out an entire scene as XYZ when you've only seen one part of it, one very small part of it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one, one... isolated. Oh, one isolated part of it. So I guess that's one go. argument on our end. 
But uh, the reason why we brought Mara on here is we felt that he was the best equipped to really explain what intertextuality actually means and then shed some light on how originality in pro wrestling is not as cut and dry as you'd think. Yeah. As okay. many people, many Filipino fans think. No, I'm only here because I read a lot. It's not because I'm the expert on it. Yeah, but you're you're the expert. You're a historian. (laughs) All right. And a man of culture. He's a scholar and a gentleman. (laughs) All right. At that. Here's the thing. Intertextuality is nothing more than the relationship between texts. Yes. That's it. (laughs) They got that part right. All right. He got that part right. Now, intertextuality and wrestling. That's what he's trying to paint in. The parang malay. Yung intertextuality and wrestling. When in truth, interte- wrestling is an application of intertextuality. So how can you, uh, can you give me a concrete example of this? Here's an example. Bray Wyatt. References, but does not, like, nag-RRL ng Waylon Mercy. RRL, as in review of literature. hindi pa thesis Because we do have younger listeners. Alright. Who... Now, Bray Wyatt references a character called Waylon Mercy, who from, references from the nineties. Like he was, he was exactly like Bray Wyatt. Hawaiian shirt and all. Hawaiian shirt and all. Waylon Mercy references a character called Max Cady in Cape Fear, played by Robert De Niro. He used the same psycho babbling. Used exactly same rhetoric. Same rhetoric. Cult leader. Cult? No, not no, a cult no, leader. No. He was in prison and then he learned books. And then he went after um, uh, Nick Dolte. Yeah. Just, uh, exactly like Bray Wyatt. Inspired by Charles Manson. Cult leader. We all, I mean, we all kind of are familiar with Charles Manson. Who in turn is inspired by so many other different people. Now, the Bray Wyatt character is not original. It is in a, no way. In no way it is original. It is actually... An, an amalgamation. An amalgamation. An intertextual thing. Oh, there's that word again. <laughs> so, from... No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, before I, before okay. you, Anna, uh, I just want to say that um, in, in the comments of his video, Joseph actually responds to someone pointing it out. And he's pointing that out. Now, it's not like, you know, WD, uh, people from WWE don't do this as, as well. He points out that at least uh, th- those people are self-referential to... Uh, things that have happened in the company. And as Mario has already illustrated, that's not exactly the case. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. probably not. Because uh, we, we, we've uh, talked about this in other chat groups. The Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar finisher uh, spam or yeah. finisher fest is basically a, a reference to Omega Okada. You know, a reference to that particular match. No, it's a reference to that particular style, I guess. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to bring up earlier uh, when Maro connected the dots from Bray Wyatt all the way to Charles Manson is when we had this conversation before we, we hit record, I was trying to figure out characters from both the U.S. scene and the local scene Gee, that could probably be original. Oh, it's walang, walang no reference, reference to anything. Mm. No, okay, no, no, no original. original character. And all of the names I would bring up Meron. 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 So, pa ako. Until now, uh, at this moment, I can't think of anyone. Even Canto Terror, who is derived from uh, street Something, culture. Yeah. Right? Mm. And not the street hype beast culture. Talagang Canto Boy. Even the invisible wrestler from DDT and that inflatable wrestler. Yoshihiko. 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 Is derivative of something. Right? I guess. 
I mean, I, 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 I guess. Yeah, the uh, parang people punching invisible things are like staples of circus. So, okay, even the most original, and I say this with air quotes now, the original Pinoy characters that PWRs come up with, like say the network mm-hmm. and the Kakai Bros, mm. are derivative of something else because yeah. you've got the pyramid culture or the pyramid scam culture for the network mm-hmm. and you've got the Jejemons yeah. for the Kakai Bros. Oh, well. To put well, it, to and, put it and, bluntly. You know, uh, you know, using a Jejemon character or even a Kanto, a Kanto terror character yeah. is not entirely unoriginal in itself. I mean, it's not entirely original in itself. Because, because people, you've seen that in yeah, you, you see, you see other, you see other things, other works using the lowest common common denominator of society. If, right. you know, no offense. Yeah. I mean, uh, the characters that Robin Padilla stereotypically played in the 90s in Third. his heyday is pretty much kind of like Canto Terror. Oh, yeah, exactly. So Katie is essentially a 90s caricature. Yes, mm. much like Gig Striker is for MWF. So, yeah. mm. He is for, basically the, he's basically the luck come to life. So that brings us to the I hate this the word intertextual argument. Intertextual that wrestling is actually a response to context, right? So it is a context within a context. So it's meta. It's meta Remem- by default. Remember Jack Swagger, right? Which version of him? Um. <laughs> We the, we the people. Okay, yeah. American, we the people. Uh, yeah. Um, Zeb Coulter Jack Swagger was a response to the Tea Party taking place in the United States then. So you cannot divorce wrestling from context at all. Because that's where wrestling derives its its fiction from. Now in order for you to further a storyline, be it mm, biker taker or who's a, probably the Worst example we can think of. Um, like a very bad character? Yeah, a really bad character. Mex America del Rio. Yeah, Mex America del Rio was a response to Mexican... Border control. To border control. <coughs> so, essentially, you cannot divorce wrestling from context. So it will always be a reading of text. Kumbaga, you'll always read wrestling in relation to other things you read or other things you watch. The thing about uh, this conversation we're having now is it sounds so highbrow, oh. right? And it sounds let's, so let's, academic. Let's let's dumb it down a little bit. Down. No, no. Before we do that, I, I guess I want to preface this by saying that when Vince McMahon and his writers are talking about characters and oh. they're talking about booking, they're probably not thinking about this at all. Yeah, mm. sure. Uh, they're, they're probably they're not talking it, about this on this uh, level. They're not saying let's be intertextual about it. Yeah, I mean Vince is not like let's be intertextual. He's not saying that, right? That's actually very good. Yeah, that should be really yeah, yeah. It's yeah. probably the best Vince impression we've had on the <laughs> yeah. podcast. But yeah, yeah. So it, it's something that you may not really intend to do, but you're actually doing. Like reading. Like reading. Oh, it's autopilot in a way. Sure. Okay. So let's try to bring it down mm-hmm. to, in uh, to layman's terms, Para sa sabi na puta na nosebleed na ako. Okay. How do how do we yeah, how do we bring it down? I was, <laughs> wow, that was, that was no, uh, let me, I guess let me start by saying that I think the way he said everything was really pretentious. Pretentious, yes, and really snide. He was Para, up there. Yeah, so yeah no, he was up there looking up down there. On, every, on this, whatever he was watching. Oh, um, to me, it was like a reading of all. Yeah, it was like his video RRL of everything, of how he watched or how he saw. Z- JDL versus Trayvon Zudo. Zayden Trudeau. Without any actual citations. Yeah, Yun. That's, 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 he was being intertextual about it. Yun. There. He was being intertextual about it, his defense. 
<laughs> See, um, what what of the lacking things from the experience of watching JDL versus Aiden Trudeau on YouTube is you don't know the story. You weren't mm. at traffic mm. where the story was laid out yeah. that JDL was someone who was frustrated that none of the other local wrestlers could be on his level or what his perception was as the top level. And here comes Zayden Trudeau, who's an up-and-comer, participating in his first Revolution X, who takes up the challenge and tries to rise to that level. So you have that, uh, yes, it's a traditional trope, yung parang old guard versus young lion. Mm. We've seen that so many times. Uh, But um, to argue that in seeing that one match, that one build, hindi na siya original, is, well, first of all, it's not really intertextuality anymore because it's an accusation of plagiarism. Mm. I think that's what he was trying to do. More than end. anything. Yeah. Instead, he just used the word intertextual yeah, instead he, of plagiarism. Uh, instead of saying allusion. Because from, from what I watched the video, he was referencing moves. Eh? Yeah, he was. That Kevin Owens was doing this. The cannonball. Or yeah. that Shibata was doing this. Or the Phoenix Splash and then someone kicks out. He was looking at it plainly from moves. Eh? But there's only so much that the body can do. Exactly, and this is where uh, in wrestling being unoriginal, if you will, or intertextual, if you will, again, comes in. Because if, uh, and he proclaims to, say, to watch as much wrestling as he can, if you actually do watch enough wrestling or understand how the business works, it's just that, as Myra said, there's only so much the body can do. It's a matter of, yes, you're taking some, like, for example, if you're a wrestler and you're trying to, and you're trying to become a wrestler, you're in training, the first things you will do are things that you find cool. And, you know, it's whether it's from your favorite wrestler, whether you saw it on TV or, and or on YouTube, you, on YouTube and you want to and you want to do it for yourself because you say to yourself, okay, I see that. I think I can do that. Like, well, Zayden, I'm sure, thinks to himself whenever he sees someone, you know, pull off a 450 or Phoenix Splash, he says, I can do that too. It's not because he wants to... Uh, copy or reference someone or and then does it in the match hoping someone in the audience will get it oh it's uh it's uh Seth Rollins move if you uh, even. it's uh, oh look at that ripcord needs a Seth Rollins move again it's it's not that it's really more of okay I can do this and this is a getting into a wrestler's mindset I'm sure Kamas will also agree yes uh, it's really taking a lot of these things and, and thinking that I can do this so I can entertain the audience by doing this as well and they can see it live for themselves because I can do it. Yeah, but it's 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 not a matter of I want to copy you because you're my favorite, or you know I want the audience to understand that I am copying it from this guy. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it, it's different from say when you wear something because it was directly inspired by something you saw on TV, um. and you want people to get now. Oh yeah, he's wearing that because you saw the Shane McMahon event na to. Oh. Mm. That's a different thing. Oh, it makes, makes me think about Rey Mysterio and all of his references. Yeah, and all, of, and, mm. all of his references and all of the high-flying luchadors that Rey has inspired over the years. Yeah, no, they all have like patterns of Rey's mask. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can't look at a luchador's mask na hindi Rey Mysterio and then not think Rey Mysterio. Oh, or even Jushin Liger. That's kind of racist. Yeah. Well, no. It's <laughs> well, no it's, I mean, <laughs> just, just minor. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. It's not... It's not Thank that offensive. Thank you for playing me there. <laughs> Appropriately, <laughs> sir. No, no, I wasn't, even, I wasn't right. even talking about the people. I was talking about their masks. I know, yeah, yeah. But I come to think about during this conversation, I think what Joseph was trying to say is we're appropriating things. Parang ganun eh. 
you're appropriating certain moves that seem to belong to the move set of let's say Owens. Yeah, yun nga eh. Parang and who Na, and who are you? You're not Owens. No, no, no. And, and uh, taking taking that, who is the authority then of you know deciding who gets to do what? Certainly not Joseph as well. If it's not us, because you know the only thing as far as we can do is tell people to okay, don't use my finisher if we're on the same show because it's gonna look weird and it's redundant. redundant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I remember the time that everyone had spears and that reverse SDO. Yeah, in yeah. The WWE, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And to me, parang okay, that that, that kind of rubbed me or and a lot of other people the wrong way because Yunya again, there's only so much the body can do. And then he also goes into this in a, in a comment, another comment on his video, that okay lang daw if you're not referencing something that has happened recently. So if but, it's ancient history, it's okay. Yeah, so I, basically, either, creation. either ancient history or super obscure. So parang, it's like if somebody uses if. Um, I think had, context. Yeah, yeah, I think he had issues with, you know... Recency uh, effect. Recency effect because, like, Zayn and Trudeau would do moves that you can obviously see Seth Rollins do. And, like, to me, parang, okay. And, and to, to Joseph, it, in his mind, it, it's like, you see it on TV just recently, therefore, you will copy it and do it uh, on a show. But there, it's something... It's therefore, kita-kita na, ginaya mo siya. But it's something we do in training all the time. Yeah, exactly. For shits and giggles. Yeah, sure, fine. But it's anyway, it's not to you know ape something for the sake of aping it. I think the two major uh, points to uh, to use, I guess, to debunk the arguments he made in that video is that one, his definition of intertextuality isn't accurate or isn't entirely accurate, uh, or it's not applicable. Yeah, and two, um, yung, uh, the the veiled pot shots of plagiarism are unwarranted. Mm. Mostly because when you think about originality as a concept, nothing is really ever original anymore. And mm. this is something I realized shortly after watching the video. Now, even if I come up with a fantastic idea that's supposedly so innovative, like it can probably solve the traffic in Metro Manila, of all the 7 billion people on planet Earth, how am I so sure na ako lang yung una mm-hmm. I could probably have been the first one to put pen to paper and then have it patented or trademarked. Therefore, it's... Uh, credited to me under my name, but who's to say that uh, in an al- in in an alternate timeline, Ro Moran could not have thought of it as well. This shit happens in music all the time, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. Uh, People have been sued. Over yes, this. exactly. Yeah, um, there are so many instances. Like I'm, I'm, I'm obviously blanking right now, having a hard time trying to figure out uh, something. But there, there have been many. In- ah, um. Halo by Beyonce and Already Gone by Kelly Clarkson are two songs that sound so similar ah, from yeah. their beat, right. the melody the, of, of both songs. Even and it the was way unintentional. That, allegedly. 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 Right. So, allegedly. so, uh, diba, so, so dami ng melodies that all these songwriters know. How will one know from the other? Now, oh, si Pharrell pala, ito ginagawa niya kanta. Iwasa ko na tong hook na to. Right? So, in the same way, to bring it back to wrestling, um, yes, uh, nothing is really ever original anymore, and I think I can concede that. And I and, and I think I can concede that that nothing is really ever purely original, and that's why every character that you see, whether on WWE or in the local scene, is derivative of something else, hmm. right? Uh, so yeah, let, let's do a quick exercise. Like I'll give a character, and let's uh, let's, let's try let, to yeah flesh it out flesh like Sancho Nangaling. Oh sure, sure. Ken Warren, like internet. Internet, yeah, internet and Shawn Michaels. Oh. Yeah, internet, internet and Shawn Michaels. All right, YOLO twins, rich people, rich teens, full sport basically. 
And ano, uh, saan siya nanggaling? Uh, ano ba? Inspiration? Um, gimmick inspires him? Or yeah, yeah. Or, or like... Uh, conjugate culture. Yeah, where, where did the gimmick come oh, from? Oh, yeah. Conjugate uh, culture. Blatantly conjugate culture. Athenians. Athenians. Wow! It's true! <laughs> Are you really gonna dispute this? I'm fine. To be fair, Athenians and the Salian. There you go! I'm fine with that. Okay. Moving on. Alright, RG. UP people. Yubi. Yeah, it's so blatant exactly. Yubi. It, it he a, wears the... Yeah, that's true. He's right. He's he, right. It's blatant with, with RG. Guy, uh, students who do their thesis. Okay, uh, Roddy Piper. Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> Angry he's Scotsman. American. No, he's not. He's, no, he's, he's Canadian. 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's Canadian. And Scottish. Angry Scotsman, biker. It's an amalgamation of things. What about the person who argues that oh, wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin his own personality turned all the way up to 11? Oh, he's a fucking uh, biker rebel for one. No, one biker rebel... Two would be... Um, Shorts wearing... Blue collar. Blue collar, blue collar worker. Yeah, Larry Red the neck. Cable Guy Larry bald. Cable. Before <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy was a thing. Yeah. And he was an outlaw. Yeah. Yeah. So Western... Western. Western. There's a lot of Western in it. Bald cowboy. <laughs> bald cowboy. <laughs> no, it's, it's cowboy. It's, it's cowboy. He just happened to be bald. Okay, what about Shibata? Angry wrestler. Benoit. Oh, yeah. No, it, are we supposed to mention that? Oh, yeah, sure. We can, we can, no worries. Yeah, it's not like the WWE is listening no to us No nonsense right now. wrestler. Because even even a non-entity is still something. Oh, like, look at Jumbo Taruta or Vizawa. Those, those, those guys. Be, those guys. Oh, those yeah. basically Badasses. form Katsuyori Shibata. Japanese badass. Yes. I think if you've watched Glow on Netflix, you could really see how, um, even though they tried to come up with their original characters, it's very much based around what they were seeing at the time. Yeah. Like, see, Zoya the Destroyer was basically mm. an allusion to the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And then you have Welfare Queen, right? Who is a welfare queen. Who is literally, yeah, literally welfare a welfare queen. queen. So it's it's not like you can make something yeah. up that is so original. Even, yeah. even go, go, fictitious go. wrestling like Mucha Lucha. Oh, God, we're going there. <laughs> yeah. Which is a series of anime. It's an animated series yeah. on Cartoon Network. It's there somewhere on the internet if you want to see it. Yeah. Ricochet looks like... Well, he looks like yes. Ricochet. Yeah. The, <laughs> one of the kids, one of the kids on this show looks like... like not, not even Ricochet, but Prince Puma. Prince, Prince Puma. And then you had a guy who looked like a flea, which is like... A lot of insects have been in Mexico. Yeah, you've had Cucaracha. you had that. Even, uh, even Steven Universe had this one episode where uh, they actually become wrestling characters. And see, Steven himself plays an evil businessman who wants to rig everything in his favor. Sounds is, familiar, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, everything is a reference of something but at this point. Uh, but that's the question there. When watching Joseph's video, is it necessarily a bad thing? Because for him... It seems like it was. But I don't go, sorry, go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Oh, okay, right. The way I the way I see his comments, the way I listen to his comments on the video, it's a bad thing to him because he can pinpoint the references. But okay, I got that. That was from New Japan, and he was like, and okay, so you watch New Japan. What about the kids or the people in the audience who don't? Like Kel Fabi, who mentioned this. Now, he he doesn't watch New Japan, so he doesn't understand which references like. He doesn't understand why, you know, or he doesn't know where the forearm strike exchange comes from, or why, you know, there's a technical wrestling uh, exchange at the beginning. And let me know, there are some you just because you get it doesn't mean or doesn't ruin the experience for other people, for other fans seeing this for the first time. Because for them, it's an investment into watching the sport they love live, 
whether it's the first time or the how many, some, how many other times they've been to something they've time. been to the show, whether it's PWR, MWF, or other promotions out there. And I mean, it's their experience, and it doesn't make it just because yeah, you, it doesn't invalidate. It doesn't make uh, you know these references if you can understand them, if you know where they come from. Doesn't ruin it, talaga, or doesn't make it bad for other people. Yeah, but if you see if you see all of these references, if you see all of these references, good for you. You Fine. see, you see the the threads, mm. the this, threads that are tying this, this is, big uh, thing together. This is why I really wanted to pose the question to him of what the whole point of the video really was. Because if one, it alludes to uh, wrestling not being original, it's already that's already easily debunked. It. You already can tell, you can already tell him where everything else comes from, and you know all of that. If it's just to point out that. You know, taking influences uh, bl- so blatantly is bad. Then, okay, sure. But at the same time, to me, it's more of uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just colored by my bias or I'm just really offended by how he stated things. But I think that no, personally, and this is my and you can um, you can distance yourself from this from this opinion if you want to. I think it was just him really showing off that he watches other wrestling. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, you good? Uh, no, no. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we mentioned that we mentioned uh, how every character is you know, derivative of something else. So, mm-hmm. okay, let's anticipate a counter argument. What about broken Matt Hardy or woken Matt Hardy? Because uh, a lot a of people Matt. will say that Matt Hardy is a unique character in his current iteration. It's a unique character in the context of wrestling, but it's a, is it any really different from from, from Sweeney Todd or Sweeney Todd or uh, someone who is who's gone mad or Piloso Potasso? No, I was even gonna say or Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> how far is it from Yu-Gi-Oh? From Pegasus. From yeah, no. How many how many steps away till you can get to um, whatever the narrative of Yu-Gi-Oh in that first original run it was? And you know, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that he's found a lot of different influences. Like I'm sure there's a lot of Johnny yeah. Depp in Matt Hardy's or work. Egyptian mythology. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, with the seven deities. Yeah, the deities. Yeah. Okay. So, and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah, reincarnation, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the soul, yeah, soul living on and going from uh, vessel to vessel. All right. Yes. Okay, so uh, where where are we going with this? I don't know. Aside from uh, really think, debunking... I think beyond that, the value that he's trying to give, I think, is that he wants a more intellectual discussion of wrestling. Which I am always going to be supporting. For as long as it's well-founded. <laughs> or for as long as you know what you're talking about. Because I think, to me, to me, um, and I'm not just saying this as someone who has been associated with PWR since 2014. Uh, I'm saying this as someone who helped co-found this community from the podcast to the Facebook group to the website. Right? Uh, you can't just be spitballing shit that you don't know about. And I will admit that there have been times when some of us have been guilty of this. Yeah, a lot of times. Actually. Right? Uh, but to, to go out on a grand scale and really put together a video, uh, put in all this effort to make this one claim over one match out of 30-something shows, I think is a huge disservice to the scene. True. It's a disservice to the industry, which, one, is not even that established yet. It's not in an industry in the sense that people are professional, quote-unquote, wrestlers, right? That this is a day job. That, that, that this that is that a day job that, that can, can provide. Yeah, yeah. I can put food I mean, on the table I mean, every day. PWR wrestlers have day jobs, right? Do have shit passion. to do. They have shit to do. 
to it, I thought it was incredibly dismissive. Yes, yes. I, I thought it was dismissive, and uh, I think that's where a lot of the animosity from the wrestling industry comes yes. from. So I, I think to just really contextualize where the hatred is coming from, it, it feels disrespectful to have been dismissed. Mm. Uh, it, it's basically having someone come in and say to you, na, oh, di naman importante yung ginagawa mo. After having seen just a little bit of what you do without zooming out and looking at the bigger picture. It's not even that. It's, anyway, it's, hindi ka magaling kasi alam ko kung saan galing yung, yung ginagawa mo. Sure, yeah. It's, it's incredibly dismissive. And anyone who's ever uh, felt that, I hope is able to relate. Uh, it's just that, and I, I, I will say this as well, not all of us are able to communicate our um, thoughts our thoughts and thoughts feelings and about feelings. this in a very productive and constructive manner. Mm. By the way, he also kind of he kind of also kind of dumps on the crowd by by Spike saying that the only yeah. reason why some of them or most of them are cheering for, for certain fight forever. certain parts is because they also want to emulate what they see on TV or or they get the references. What do you think about this matter? Having been to a show yourself, but is it that supposed to be a bad? I mean, is that bad? Is that a bad thing? Yeah, I don't think so. It's not because okay, people say fight forever, the bad chant, mm. or sulit bayad, or oh. sulit bayad, because they know that th- that's an expression of their feelings. But the young fans, you know, in Ireland, chants. And the thing is, and the thing is, prior to Revolution X, oh. we never really heard fight forever on the local scene. Yes, yeah. we have. Yes, we yeah. have. We've gotten it a couple of times. Yes, oh, we yeah. have. Uh, or, or I, usually just in the back. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. I, I really just remember uh, Sulit Bayad the most. Like That's mm. what sticks out to me. Because yeah. in a way, it became our version of Fight yun. Forever. And Unique Yun. It's the first time it's been done. But well, it's not It's not entirely original. It's not entirely original, sure. It expresses the same sentiment. It's just, trans- it's just you know, a translation of what you hear on TV. But it was spontaneous the first time it happened. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying, pati iba yun, pati iba yung sinasabi ng fans. Ano yung, ano you need to criticize it. Ano ka ba? It just boils down to Let's have a good time. Mm. No, it, it boils down to him <laughs> saying, let's do something of our own. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was trying to say. Yeah. Let's do, Baron, let's step back from all of these moves and talk about story. Okay, there's another thing. That's what he's trying to say. Which, when you look at the narrative of PWR, there are stories. Are it's stories. not just matches for the sake of matches because they just want to The argument then is, uh, and he also says this in the comment, which because, you know... Uh, Referencing... If, no, uh, because Ro actually went to the comments. Yeah, yeah, I read yeah. the comments and I commented. Mm-hmm. And he says that he, f- if PWR posted the match as is, without you know any build-up, any vignettes, video packages, so parang he was supposed to take it as it was, as it was shown on on YouTube in an isolated sense. Yeah. So parang okay, inami mo na hindi research because you just took that, and that's kind of also pretty, uh, pretty. Disrespectful of dismissive. dismissive, dismissive of everything that has been done, and it's unfair. Because yeah. when you look at the local industry, you look at PWR, you look at MWF. A lot of storylines are advanced on social media outside of the actual matches in the ring, particularly because we don't have a weekly television yeah, show don't. to advance our stories. It's not that mm-hmm. hard to find either. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like search. we're not trying to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We advertise it, right? Literally. Hmm. The story plays through in social media anyway, right? so people who follow can follow. Yeah, if they wanted to. Exactly, and you know, if you for some reason can't, go to a show. 
And、oh. you know, there will probably be a video package、oh. to help or, you, or you understand. Put, or you put the matches on YouTube for free anyway, right? So, yeah. Some, no, you know, your argument niya was、oh. when you have the match, it's just the match. Wala kang vignette. So, so that's what I mean. But I need to, you know, you know. So, so PWR guys should make more vignettes. That's a solution. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But raise the production value, so to speak. Well, everyone. No. Make pyro.、Yeah. Oh no no! He doesn't <laughs> mention that. No no.、Uh, no, but yeah, if if production value is, if the production value is, if we mention get pyro, we must. It's a pyro we're gonna get. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Derivative. Well, there's that. Nah, dinaro kasi di nagigago ni WWE. Therefore, dinaro gaya. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Okay, kind of. So that's a pyro. I guess personally, what I want to do is I want to extend an invitation to Joseph Montesilio himself to come and watch Respeto. <laughs> which takes place in a few days. Plug, yeah, yeah. It, sure. it, it, it's a shameless plug, right? I mean, you know,、uh, we are we are from PWR, well, ex- except for Maro here. We are from PWR, and、uh, since you did point out a PWR match from our last show, you know, we invite you to come watch the next show. Respeto. We invite you to come and see the stories, see the characters that interact through these stories, see whatever comes out of these stories from from these matches. Uh, you know, you can point out whatever references or allusions you spot. Go right ahead. We're not going to stop you,、uh, but we hope that you actually watch a live show yourself, and then from there,、um, from there, don't come excited. You'll have a more informed dis- opinion, informed、yeah. opinion at that point. Hey, you- sorry, no, 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 no. And the point is, na parang when he watches the show, and when you see Casillas' videos, when you watch and you listen to him, it's actually very earnest. Eh, fine, fine, kid from. College, doing all of these things, encountering <laughs> these words for the first time. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. And you see, you see, you learn something in class, and you want to apply、yeah. it to something in the real world. Yeah, and w- once he watches a show, and once he follows through with all those shows, I think his opinion will be more well formed, and informed, that his、yeah. and that he can contribute to the conversation in a more meaningful way. I think. If, hopefully, hopefully, if, yeah, if that's what he wants, and、want. I'm very positive about that. I think. Yeah,、uh, it, he did reach out to you, man. Right? I believe、yeah. he shared this with <laughs> us、uh, off off air.、Um, you know, th- that's why the community we built, Smart Gilas Pilipinas, that that was the spirit. You know, essentially before all these meme lords came. <laughs>、oh, yeah, edge lords and meme lords. Oh, that's another. That's another. That's another. But that that was the spirit of the group for such intellectual discourse. That's another. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it all started with Bart, basically. So. Yeah. Yeah, Bart. I should we should repost that, man. No, it's true. It's true.、Uh, it's definitely repost this. Hey. In the early in the early days、Here's、of this Facebook readings. Group, in the early days of the Facebook group, the readings were actually there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Roland Bart. You all should read some Bart before you talk to people about this shit. And that's the most enjoyable part about reading Bart when I like referenced it in. The long, no, the long entry I made. Okay.、Um, Bart actually went to the circuses to watch wrestling. Bart watched the show live, guys. He, he watched, watched the show, show live. He just not just watched <laughs> one show. He watched a lot of them. The sweat of the French. He saw it all, and then came out with insights that weren't just about wrestling, but about life and morality itself. So that was why. That's, 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 that's where we came from. from. Right, and then the meme lord happened. So, <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so, I,、uh, I'm I'm guessing we're about to wind down here because we've pretty much said a lot of what we intended to say. But 
Um, as an added as an added nugget, I guess this is not us trying to shut down anyone who wants to engage in discourse about wrestling or to engage in conversation about wrestling or to even criticize wrestling. Because yeah. criticizing wrestling it's is good. what we do on the podcast. It's part and parcel of what this show is about, and it's good for wrestling. I think it's good for wrestling as well, mm-hmm. and I think it's good for any art. If uh, you know, I I work in the entertainment industry, and whenever someone gives me feedback about my work, I actually appreciate it because it gives me pointers on what I can improve on and what I sucked at. In the same way, uh, whether you're watching international wrestling or local wrestling, I think there is an uh, I, I think there should be an avenue for criticism, but I also think that that criticism should be informed criticism, informed mm-hmm. and constructive and productive. There you go. But Malika, guys, Malika, and the reason I don't know, no, it's I'm true. I'm not. I, you can criticize all you want, but that doesn't mean that just because you criticize, it doesn't mean that it's not your criticism. God. So Malika, Malika, and the reason why uh, a lot of people are up in arms about this whole thing is because personally, and we've seen this uh, a lot of times. It's been what four years since PWR was alive, and and. You know, it reinforces whether intentionally or unintentionally. It reinforces a dangerous mindset with Filipino fans, with wrestling fans who grew up on pretty much only the WWE for mm-hmm. the most part. When they see something uh, done by locals, they immediately, for some reason, expect it to to be different and unique and natively flavored, if you will. And when they find out that okay, it's uh, a local version of what they're seeing already on TV, they already shit on it. And you've seen this in, in the toxic comment sections everywhere in our social media. Yeah. Uh, for starters, like when JDL first came out and he was speaking English, yeah. people ratted, uh, people really gave him a lot of crap. Yeah. Oh, but even when he's Ilongo. And that whole mindset is something we're trying to change. And if we have to nip it in the bud, we're going to nip it in the bud. I'm sorry, uncle, if I'm personally, if I'm being mean, but you know, it, 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 it is very triggering, if you will. Yeah, I, I, I understand this. And, and in, in some ways, I kind of understand the opposing point of view as well, which is when you see a local version of something that's established elsewhere, it's because. Do we really want to see Alias Robin Hood, which is a cheap but local that, rip-off? That's, that's, a, that's a plagiarism. That is blatant plagiarism. No, no. And, that's plagiarism, And sir. what Sorry. we're doing is merely manifesting things that, one, are taught to us by people with experience elsewhere, it would, you know, who are pretty much intertextual manifestations of people who trained them. Like, you know, Draven Sloan was a student of Hernandez. Billy Swade is a student of Lance Storm. These guys have just... Uh, imparted their knowledge and experience with us, and it starts to, passing. It starts. Pa- it starts passing. And to be fair, if you want to see, and you know, if you want to see local talents, local homegrown talents on the world stage, this is the kind of stuff they have to be doing as well. In in a way, if you're against like a local scene forming in say wrestling, because you've seen that somewhere else, and you might as well be against the local scene in music. Because mm. mm-hmm. oh, you know what? I'm only gonna listen to I'm only gonna listen to Drake and Taylor Swift and Incubus. Fuck four of spades, right? <laughs> Which is a very dangerous mentality. Mentality mm. to have as well. Mm. Oh, music scene toxicity. No, because <laughs> yeah. you don't Sorry. get to appreciate how rich the whole situation could be or the whole scene could be. We're so caught up in in trying to establish or trying to push for uh, completely original, unique. Uh, version of everything. Ah, sorry, <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> that we completely. Fail to consider that these are the foundations the art is built on. 
Yeah, and if you want completely original Filipino wrestling, there is such a thing. It is a martial art. <laughs> yeah. It's called Dumo. But even that forms the foundation of so many other things like Eskrima or or even, I don't know. Kali? Kali. Kali to a degree? Yeah, Kali to a degree. You could say. FMA. And... FMA uh, in a yeah. in a bigger in a bigger in, in a bigger bubble and yeah. if you want to if you want to see real original Filipino wrestling watch that <laughs> you don't see a lot of it right it's not it's not online and then if you watch that if you want to make it pro wrestling then you yeah, do you you do you that do you but it's not similar to pro wrestling yeah. <laughs> the yeah, way that the way that this guy and so many others think that pro wrestling should be hmm. right. Hmm. Okay, there's so a nice, there's a nice place in Cubao that does it. Ayong ano? It's a long answer, right? A long answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We passed by that. Yeah, we passed by that a lot. Yeah. Okay, so in closing, were we able to actually dumb this down? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I would I hope, hope so. so. Yeah, we, yeah, we weren't invoking names like Derada or <laughs> Cristiano here, so we weren't. So, but okay. uh, the last thing I will say, uh, because it it the whole thing is such an attack on how wrestlers apply their craft whether it's here or elsewhere because it's not just an a it's not just a local thing because you know the practice of rest of pro wrestling is pretty universal despite the different styles present in some regions so what i want to say to all wrestlers and aspiring wrestlers both in training or not yet in training or already doing their things whether they're uh, no matter how much year how many years of experience they have under their belt if you want to do something that you think is cool just do it because you're not doing it for for yourself or, or you're doing it for yourself but you're not doing it for the people who understand references you're doing it to get a reaction from the crowd do it for the pop do it for the pop do <laughs> it for the story I don't care what it is no, there is no one absolutely telling you to not do these things no one, there's no one regulating this there's no one forbidding you from doing anything just because you are gonna you're gonna think that people will find it unoriginal you do you because, as long as you can do it properly and safely yeah, so that's, yeah, kinda, that's the addendum I wanted to add. Right. But and it's like just do by doing it alone is already an act of making a text. If people if you understand your reference, great. If people are are impressed by what you do, even better. And you know, watch show, watch a show before you support actually the uh, shows. support the show. That's uh, it, yeah, man. watch a show before oh. you throw any shade or whatever. Oh. Please <laughs> pay, right? pay so, for these shows so that we can actually do these shows. Or Follow keep doing it. them, yeah. So yeah. that you can watch something on YouTube. Please don't support Estafadors, thank you. That's oh, about yes. it. That, that, that's that, it. Too. That's that too. That too. Mm-hmm. Right, so, uh, okay, <laughs> to wrap this up, PWR Live Respeto is taking place this Sunday at 2 p.m. at Shaw 500 Zentrum. Please, uh, come over. and uh, you Discounted can, tickets are still yeah, available. You can still get discounted tickets from us. And if you want to continue this conversation, sure. You know what? Here are our social media handles for the podcast. It's at the SGP Podcast. For Maro Rimorin, our guest, it is at... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're better off not following me. <laughs> you can well, see you guys on social, dude. Uh, but, you know... The whole Chris Aquino thing. Yeah, he, he does, he does yeah. post a lot of Chris Aquino stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's a slippery it's, it's, slope from there. But, yeah. you know, but it's, uh, it's, the it's conversations fun. are worth it for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, for Ro, it's at Roe's War. If you want to come at him with any of your arguments, yeah. at Caveman Camus. If you want your arguments diluted. And well, wow. if you want a running commentary of all this shit, it's at underscore Stancy. Right now, let's give you our picks of the week before we get out of here and close oh, this week's episode. 
uh, for Mara, since you're the guest, uh, the pick you of get, the week is just one so match that you believe yeah. is must watch. Uh, whether it's the best match you saw all week or something from this week that you just really want people to check out in case they don't have time so for it, all it, it eight hours. Be, of it. it could be it for any any promotion. I think you should go first before I need to think about it. Oh, Gagano Champa. Well, that's yeah, that out of pick. the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. I'm going to pick Naya Ronda from Money in the Bank. I ship. Man. What about there's so many other great guys? Velveteen Ricochet. Yeah, there. See? see? That's also good. Yeah, I'll be hipster here and reference a Japanese match. Hey. That's fine. It's an old match. It's Ganosuke versus Ayabusa. Oh, so post, so, post it in the, so what's in the being groups. what's being referenced here? So what's being referenced here is like a bunch of fireworks are stuck up someone's. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That match. That match. Okay. So you thought Kota Ibushi firing fireworks at himself was original? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch you the search for it. was original? <laughs> Hayabusa Ganosuke fireworks. I have All to right. go there. Sorry. <laughs> All right. There right you have there. it. Our picks of the week. Gotta say thanks to our guest, Marori Morin. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Always great to have a more academic perspective on, on wrestling. Academia. Nah. <laughs> Uh, soon enough, we'll probably uh, have an actual academic book on this, and we hope no, you're the no, one no. who That's actually writes this. Nope, nope. What's Chris's publishing arm? Meron. 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 K Magazine. Yeah, K Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the right. publisher? Who can we talk to about a book? Summit by <laughs> or or one day you know if, one day if one of us ends up teaching a college course on wrestling no, as no, media no, we'll no, probably invite no, you as a no. guest caller, uh, as a guest yes. lecturer no no yeah it's, it's lit no, no no but the most the most I want is part if you have if I have time like I can join a podcast again all right sure <laughs> if we'll I have that time. yeah I mean it, as as long as it doesn't take you another four years yes this was fun though. This was yeah. fun. I, I, li- I like this episode. So, uh, to everybody who's uh, stuck around until this point of the episode, thank you so much. Uh, can't wait to see you guys at Respeto, or maybe we can hang out at uh, MWF Republica. Right? Um, we'll catch you then. On behalf of Maro, Ro, and Camus, my name is Stan, and this episode is in the books because we're out of here. Peace! Hey, this is for all my kids stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.